Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Brad Huddleston. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast from Brad Huddleston Ministries. I'm Brad Huddleston. Been very much looking forward to this podcast. It's actually, we'll just call it part two. My special guest is Pastor Josh Wheeler. And uh, as I have been uh, hanging out with Josh and his youth pastor, Seth, I've known uh, Seth for a long time and Josh for a fairly long time now. Uh, but the more I get to know these guys, the more I am convinced, absolutely convinced that God is up to something special in our county here in Augusta County, Virginia. But I believe it's going to be something for those of you who are watching around the world will be greatly encouraged. We're going to talk about fears. One of the things we're going to talk about today, the pandemic has caused a lot of people to come under fear. I'm going to be preaching at Cornerstone uh, this coming Sunday. And if your church is not having services, you would be most welcome to come. I want to show you a video that I made for these guys to put on their website and to show during their announcements on Sunday morning. So here it is. Hey, everybody. I'm Brad Huddleston author of Digital Cocaine, A Journey Toward Eye Balance. I cannot wait to be with you on Sunday, March 14th. It's truly an honor to be back at Cornerstone of Augusta. I've been hanging out some with pastors Josh and Seth, and aside from the fact that it's just plain fun, I can honestly say that God is up to something and you don't want to miss out. Now, for those of you who've seen me speak before, you might be thinking, oh no, I'm going to feel so guilty for using my phone. Well, if you've been sinning with your phone, you should feel guilty. But that's not entirely why I'm coming. Truth is, we're all on digital overload, myself included, because of the pandemic. So you can think of my time with you as sort of a digital tune-up. You know, I also imagine that some of you might be thinking, I've heard his message before, I think I'll stay home. Well, you probably have heard parts of it before, but admit it, you're forgetful. It's been a while since we've been at Cornerstone of Augusta, so I assure you that I have a lot of new information. One more thing, and it's the main thing. It has to do with the Holy Spirit. As you well know, our nation is in desperate need of revival. We're asking God to move Sunday morning in a very real and genuine way, so please join us in that prayer. And if you're tempted to stay home and watch online, May I please encourage you, if you're able, to be in the church. You know, there's a huge difference in the spiritual atmosphere when God's people meet in person than when we watch online. I'm convinced that God is going to do something very special for us. So I look forward to seeing you on Sunday, March 14th. Bless y'all. Well, Pastor Josh Wheeler, welcome back. Thank you for making time for us. Absolutely. So glad to be here with you. You dress so nicely compared to me. I, I feel like a slob every time I get around you. You just like you're like hipster man. You know, it's awesome though. <laughs> hey, I try to be like what? you, man. Oh no, stop it! Uh, you, Sunday, I'll, <laughs> I'll go up a little bit. You know, but uh, listen, Josh, uh, I've introduced you. You're the pastor at Cornerstone Church of Augusta. But fill in some of the gaps. Tell us about you. Tell us about your family, and tell us about Cornerstone. Yeah, so uh, I was born and raised here in Stewart Shraft. I graduated from Stewart Shraft High School back in 2008. Uh, so born and raised right here, uh, about 10 minutes away from from the, the church I'm currently pastoring here at Cornerstone and have a beautiful wife, Beth Ann, and two beautiful daughters, Michaela and Kinsley. And um, right after high school, I went and joined the United States Marine Corps, where I served for six years, did a tour over to Af uh, Afghanistan. And so been around, done a lot of things within, um, I guess I'll say 10 years. It's been a journey, but it's definitely been a fun journey and I uh, wouldn't change it for anything. 
Josh, thank you for your service. And I think you know me. I, I actually really mean that. I have a lot of family members that uh, were in the military, and I wanted to go. I actually wanted to go in the Air Force, but God called me into the ministry. So uh, I don't regret that decision, What obviously, but I still have such a great respect for my own family members who served and, and you as well. And we're talking about some of the folks right. who have been inviting to the Sunday morning service, and that would include some military as well. So just love you guys and appreciate you. Josh, speaking of our, our country that you served, uh, you said something mm-hmm. – last time you were on this podcast that really, really made an impact on some of us. Uh, you served um, our country and, and you have, uh, you're patriotic. I know you are, but th- there's a struggle there because our country's gone downhill so much and we are mm-hmm. in desperate need of revival. And as a pastor, I'd like for you to talk about the state of our country and then talk about the need for revival and what's on your heart related to that. Absolutely. You know, when we look when we look at the nation, we to be honest, America makes Sodom and Gomorrah look like the promised land. Um, Mm. We we have been struggling so much as a nation. And when I think about America, I think about Ezekiel in the Valley of Dry Bones. America has now become a nation. um, America used to be a nation that would reap to please the spirit. Um, and now we are a nation that is willing to reap, to please the world and to please the flesh. And um, we America has no uh, fear of the Lord anymore. And I think that's one of the biggest issues here in this nation is that, you know, America has gotten caught up with the culture that we've lost sight of who we truly are and who God has ordained this nation to truly be. And in order for the nation to change, there's only one uh, there's only one solution. And that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is no other solution. There's nothing there's nothing else. And and I think that's obvious that everything that the world is trying to point us to, to find the answers, to find the solution, uh, it fails us. And the only thing that that is going to breathe life uh, back into this nation is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we are in desperate need for revival, Brad, just like what you just got done saying. It's America is hurting. America is on the verge of massive uh, breakdown. It's we've never seen this nation in the state that it's been in right now and for these last several years. And we have to think, you know, this this hasn't happened overnight. We have slowly seen America. We've slowly seen a trait um, of America slowly drifting away from the Lord. And I think the church to some degree has been silent and has allowed uh, this nation to just uh, fall to the wayside. And I, I feel at times that we are we can be responsible for that. Um, as a church, we can be responsible for the direction that this nation has been going in. And I think it's time for the church to rise up. I think it's time for the church uh, to be praying more for revival. Um, and I know that that's what God wants. God wants um, revival to hit this land, but he's wanting to know, are we sure that the people want it? Because there are times when we ask for something and we don't know what we're really asking for. Um, and when we ask God to send revival and to fall afresh on us and, and fall afresh on this nation, are we really prepared for what that's going to look like? Um, it's going to cause conviction. It's going to be, it's going to cause things to be brought to the light. And so when, when we have to be really uh, careful how we, how we pray because God hears our prayers and God's going to move how God wants to move. And uh, we just, I'm, I'm, I've been praying for a spiritual awakening for this nation. And 
Um, I know that you have been praying for this and you and I've had multiple conversations um, about the importance of revival and what that looks like. Let's talk about what's happening locally. Um, You have been a part, you and Seth both, your youth pastor, have been a part of some of the things that Kevin Harris, who owns Dominion Outdoors, for those watching this who are local, you'll know who Kevin is. Um, Kevin and I uh, sought the Lord, and this goes back to July. And uh, we were, I mean, we've been ministering together for over 30 years. But when the pandemic hit uh, and all these things happened, that it came to a head. And I, I got with Kevin and I said, you know, we, we've got to do something. And I was being prompted, I felt, by the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, sometimes, Josh, you know, so plain what God is doing. And I was being prompted, but I didn't quite know what to do. So we got together, we sought the Lord. And to make a long story short, what come out of that, one of the things that have come out of that, um, I would say two things that I want to talk about. One would be Mike Adams and his tent. And he's been having tent revivals or organizing tent revivals around. And just today he's asked me to preach at one that's coming up. So he'll be on here talking about that. But another one is City Elders. City Elders is an organization out of uh, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, and it is headed by Jesse Leon Rogers. We've had him on here as well. Um, not on this podcast, but on my uh uh, Facebook page, and we've uh, we've streamed him before. But basically, in a nutshell, what we are aiming to do under this organization is form a chapter here in Virginia, which we have done. And what we want to do is not be necessarily directly involved in politics, but we want to provide a spiritual covering for those who are in politics. And so mm-hmm. we want to gather around our local officials, uh, our local school board members, police, anyone involved in any level of politics and say, you know what, how can we serve you? We want to pray for you. How can we pray for you before you decide these laws or before you enact this or this is what you're struggling with with curriculum? We we want to, we want to you know, really undergird you with prayer. And then, of course, absolutely challenge folks who might want to bring in things into our community that are not part of our community standard, which here in Augusta County is clearly Christian. But I Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe that's the, the final thing that's going to happen. You know, I think it's sort of like a wheel with a lot of spokes. Revival is going to come through a lot of things that, that need to be taken care of. But, Josh, you have graciously involved yourself with some of the things that we've been doing, particularly city elders. Would you speak into that and tell tell me or tell us what you think? Because I'm hoping and praying that other pastors are going to be watching this. So would you speak into that mm-hmm. for us? Yeah, City Elders has been a blessing uh, to me tremendously. It's 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 really um, as a pastor, it's really made me just look at uh, what what am I doing and what could I be doing more of and what could I be doing better. And you know, we are the gatekeepers of this community. We are the gatekeepers. You know, God tells us that if we do not tell someone that they are sinning, then the blood is going to be on us. God holds us responsible. And through city elders is God is opening up doors and God is going to continue to open up doors for us to speak into into the lives of those that are the gatekeepers of 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 our state and of our all of our local officials. And so the the city elder movement that I feel like the Lord is starting to uh, just to, to to build here in Augusta County, it's it's gaining momentum. A lot of people are hearing about it. A lot of people are jumping on board because they understand the importance of 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 what needs to happen in this community. 
this community is a Christian community. I mean, Augusta County, for the majority, um, it, it's very, uh, it's very pro Christ. It's very pro gospel. Um, but you still have that portion of Augusta County that is extremely lost, that has, that doesn't really understand what the gospel is. And so city elders is, is also a platform and an avenue to reach people. Um, to get them to know who the Lord is, get them to know who, who Jesus Christ is and what he's done for us. And, and so I, I think it's extremely important that, uh, Augusta counties and other pastors, we take this seriously because we are living in such a desperate time where our community, our state, our nation, they need those that are willing to stand upon the truth of God's word. They're not going to waver and that they are going to be a gatekeeper for their church, for their house, for the community, for the nation. And I'm, I'm challenging pastors to get up, to, to get off your rear end, to, to get moving, to, to become active uh, in the community and to start proclaiming the gospel with authority. Um, we need to stop embracing the things of the culture. We need to stop allowing the government to tell us what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Um, and we need to start embracing what the Word of God says, because that is the only thing that needs to direct and determine what we do in our life and in, in our church and in our communities. Um, and so City Elders is just an amazing ministry and an amazing opportunity Um that has been presented to so many community leaders and so many pastors in our area. And I know that there are so many people that are involved that are extremely excited about this. Yeah. Well put Josh. Thank you so much for as a pastor speaking to other pastors, we're going to be meeting this Friday morning at eight o'clock. If you're a pastor, just go to my website. We're going to put my website up at the bottom of the screen there, bradhuddleston.com hit that contact button and if you need uh, any additional information, but it's going to be in Common Ground, which is 15 Angela Court in Fishersville. And I would think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, I think the first, I don't think you were at the first meeting. We only had about five of us. It was community leaders and pastors. Then it went to about 10, and last week it had doubled. So it's like doubling every time. And, uh, and, and I want to say, too, Pastor, what it is and what it isn't. We are not... And I'm speaking to pastors now. We are not trying to get our congregations together and have these big meetings. Nothing wrong with that at right. all. But that's not what this is. This is the gatekeepers. These are the leaders yeah. in the community getting together to be in one mind and one accord and trying to provide spiritual covering as leaders. And so absolutely. if you would like to just visit with us on Friday, we would absolutely love to have you. And And the second thing I would say about that, we're trying to hear from God. We're not just sitting around brainstorming over coffee, coming up with a bunch of ideas that never go anywhere. That is not what this is. We're seeking God together as leaders. God, what do you want us to do? And I remember the first meeting we had, Josh, the pastors just, it was overwhelming. They said, you know, the country's falling apart. The very things you said a few minutes ago that were just so, you know, accurate. They said, we just don't know what to do. And so we said, well, that's where we are. Let's get together and seek God because he will speak to us and mm -hmm. tell us what to do. So Friday morning Absolutely. at 8 o'clock, we'll have coffee on and just come and check it out. You're not obligating yourself to do anything. Again, go to bradhuddleston.com. Hit that contact button if you need additional directions or, or information, and, and we would be glad to have you. Um, Pastor Josh, I'm so honored, and I really mean that. I have preached before you were the pastor at Cornerstone. I have such a good relationship with your entire movement. 
And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm honored to be your, your brother. I feel like we link arms from time mm-hmm. to time. And even when I'm out of the country, yeah. I still feel like at any moment I, I need you guys. I can call you. And I know that. And Absolutely. I'm so grateful for that because I'm, I'm an evangelist. So I'm going to be with you guys at Cornerstone of Augusta. Uh, this coming mm-hmm. Sunday, uh, you, you addressed this on the previous podcast, but but if you would review for us, what prompted you to ask me to come? Well, I, I, um, we are at Cornerstone. We're currently in a in a message series titled "On the Mic," and what this what this series is is specifically trying to uh, minister to the hearts of the people is that you have one mic that leads to the heart. Um, in your life, you have one mic that that leads to your soul, that leads to your thinking, your your emotions, and and you allow what voice is speaking into that mic. We talked about fear and how fear is on the mic in week one, week two. Uh, we talked about how comparison uh, is on the mic. And with with your ministry, it's going to fit so perfectly into this series. Um, I, I kind of timed it out this way because. When I, I talked about comparison and how our this Gen Z generation and the millennial generation and, and the Gen X and, and, you know, all these generations that are leading up to this very moment, they are so consumed with technology. They are so consumed uh, that they've lost sight of, of who they are and knowing what you stand for, knowing your ministry, knowing what God has called you to do and, and how to target specific people um, with addictions and, and different things like that. Your ministry is exactly what we need to hear right now. Um, and I would encourage other churches to really wake up and see where are we at as a nation and as a community, as a society, and then go check out Brad Huddleston's ministries and, and a lot of his videos and what he's doing, because a lot of what we are experiencing now is what his ministry is currently addressing. And so, Brad, when I was when I was thinking through this, I know we were supposed to have you back um but we had all these snowstorms and and things like that. But I think it was God's timing. God knew that there was something about March where he needed you to speak in this month. And so just knowing, um, especially this Gen Z generation, and I know, Brad, you you have a lot of connections and you've 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 spoken all over the world for many years and you've seen the destruction um, that and the deception that the enemy has brought through technology um, and through so many different areas. Um, and so inviting you is a blessing to me and an honor to have you um, because I know that what you're going to be able to speak into what the Lord has laid upon your heart. Um, it, it really goes perfectly with this series. Um because is it is it addiction? Is it is it despair? I mean, what is it that's speaking into your life that is causing you to have these addictions? That that's causing you to be so addicted to technology or, or different things like that. So, it's just an exciting time, and I know so many people here at at Cornerstone is excited for Sunday. And there's I think there's a countdown on. To be honest, mm-hmm. yeah. Look, I'm the honor is mine, Pastor Josh. Let's let's get practical. Give, we're going to put yeah. the church web address at the bottom of the screen, and folks can find all this information there. But just tell us where the church is and what the service times are, and can they bring children and all that sort of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, services are uh, Sundays at 10 a.m. Uh, we will have child care. Um, you know, we go through a time of worship and then, you know, we go into a time of, of the message and that will obviously be Brad Huddleston. And then we also go into a, into a time of ministry. And that ministry is really the most important part of our service because it gives people the opportunity to reflect. Um, on, on, on what they've been hearing. It gives them time to reflect and, and hear the voice of the Lord. And, and I mean, it, it's also for a time for the Lord to bring conviction, um, for the Lord to bring healing. Um, and so it's the ministry time of our message and, and, uh, or of our entire service. That's the most important part. Um, we can worship, we can listen, but if we don't give time to reflect, if we don't give people time to hear what the Lord is saying, then all that we've done leading up to that point, it's kind of useless because it's it's almost like information overload. You know, there's a lot of worship. There's a lot of words being spoken during the sermon. So we love giving people that time to just reflect. Um, and so it, it's it's going to be a great service. And we're looking forward to, to just seeing what God does in the Holy Spirit and how he moves. Yeah, well, thank you, Josh. I'll give just a little bit of a sneak peek for those who are considering coming. You mentioned Gen Z. I'm, I am so burdened because I've been in doing tours of schools for years now with Gen Z, and we're starting yeah. to now talk about Gen Alpha, which are the ones coming after them, yeah. and the technology's effect on Gen Alpha, and that is scary, and it's also very scary, but yeah. some of the latest statistics just from last week, um, Gallup did this poll, one in six of our Gen Zers, one in six now identify with the LGBTQ in some form. Mm. One in six. Wow. And it just shows the cult- cultural domination because the big thing in the culture right now is the LGBTQ. And so whether yeah. they're taking it on, we don't know if they're taking that on as peer pressure or whatever, but they are bold during surveys to say it. And that that is very alarming. So we'll talk about that. But most importantly, Josh, we're going to talk about what to do about it, because we have a God who's bigger than this culture. We have a God who's Amen. turned things around plenty of times in history and there's nothing keeping him from doing it again except us and so we just want to get in his flow yeah um i want to drill down on something we we had a really good good conversation had such good feedback the last time you were with me josh so i will be throwing the the rope out to you quite a bit and and drawing you into this podcast because people love you and they should um let's drill down on one aspect uh, thank you josh let's drill down on one of the aspects we talked about pastoring during the pandemic and all these these challenges mm-hmm. but fear i just got an email um I'm, I'm speaking at a church in australia next sunday now obviously i'm gonna have to it's one of the churches i go to regularly when i'm down there but i'm gonna have to right. do it over the web but the email that came in was talking about something we hear about all over the world that is suicide there was there was attempted suicides mm-hmm. and yeah. a suicide in their community so obviously i'll probably i will be addressing that next Sunday morning for this community that I'm very much a part of when I'm there. So fear is part of that. I mean, there's a lot of components to suicide itself. Um, But the fear that I've seen people come under uh, not leaving their homes. I mean, the government's done a lot of this and, and I'll just start off. We'll put the verse up uh, the obvious verse. That is a great verse. The second Timothy one seven. God has not given us the spirit of fear, uh, but one of love of power and a sound mind, but, but you're a pastor. Okay. And drill down on that and talk about the fear that you've seen and minister to us on that topic of fear. If you would, pastor Josh. Yeah, I have seen through this uh, pandemic, people have been consumed with fear. 
Um, and it has, it's devastating because what it's done is fear is, is a way through this pandemic. And I believe the enemy has used the spirit of fear to create division. Um, he's used, he's used, uh, fear, uh, to create, um, lack of community, lack of fellowship. People are scared mm. to go in each other's homes. People are scared to meet face to face. People are scared to hug. I mean, God built us for fellowship. He built us for community. There are, I know some people that have not hugged someone outside of their family in over a year or about a year. I mean, COVID has now been literally a year now when we look at the date and when, when America started closing down, people have not shaken another person's hand in a year. People have not been out to eat in a year. People have not been in a church building in a year. And it is it is destroying um, what God built our bodies for, what God built our minds for. We, I mean, when you think of Adam, I mean he he created Eve from from the rib of a man, and because he saw that man could not be alone, he knew that we needed fellowship. He knew that we needed community, and the enemy is using fear to completely uh, turn what God built us for. And fear is the number one. I, I really think fear is almost like a serial killer. It's a silent, it's a silent serial mm. killer. It has destroyed so many lives and they don't even know it. It has destroyed relationships and they don't even know it. It's destroyed the way they've seen the church and they don't know. It. It's even, it's even changed the way that they see themselves. Um, and it is a serial killer. It has just killed so many things in this nation um, and it's, it's devastating. And my prayer for those that are living in fear is to understand that fear is not from the Lord. Uh, fear is strictly from the enemy. Um, and just like God has not given us a spirit of fear. And we are told that we need to, ca- we need to take every thought captive, every thought captive that does not line up with the word of God. And because if it doesn't line up with the word of God, then it clearly cannot be God. Um, and so it, it's just my, my prayer for people is for them to truly understand who they are, the power that they have in the Lord and that fear has no power. You know, I, I tell our church that we, we have the power to decide what affects our life and we allow fear to affect us. Um, fear falling into the state of fear. It, it, it's a choice, even though, yes, it's a spirit and it's a tactic that the enemy uses, but we lose sight of the power that God has given us. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in this entire world. And we lose sight of that. Um, and we focus on the negative too much. We, we focus on the fear. We focus on what's going to happen instead of focusing on the now. And, you know, if you think about Elijah, I mean, all the, all the miracles that he saw. I mean, he called down fire from heaven. He, uh, the, you know, he prophesied a rainstorm, and and he looked over, and there was a cloud of the size of a man's hand. And all of a sudden, the rain happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, God gave him the strength to outrun King Ahab and his chariots. But the moment that Jezebel sent a message of death and fear into his life, he forgot all about what God had done, and it said that he fled for his life. And when he got to the point, when he got to the cave, he literally said to God, God, take my life. 
I can't do this anymore. And he prayed that he might die. And that's where people are at right now. We have forgotten what God has done. We have forgotten where God has brought us from. And we're so focused on the the message that the enemy is bringing. And we are literally saying, God, I can't do this anymore. God, I'm, I'm worn out. I can't fight. I have no more strength. It's But it's because we're losing sight of the author and the perfecter of our faith. And when we do that, we focus on fear. It shuts us down too. And I I just look, it's, it's tricky. I I preached at good news ministries with pastor Wanda Myers this past Sunday. Yeah. And the way I handled the altar time, and this is what you were speaking about the ministry time at the end. Um, we just symbolically, we make a place at the front where in the Old Testament, they had to make a, a sacrifice every year with mm-hmm. the, the best animal they could afford. And the priest would put his hand on that animal. They'd have to shed its blood on an altar and they were forgiven for another year. And Jesus came into this world as the spotless lamb of God. And God made a final altar called the cross. And God graciously right, yeah. made a sacrifice for us that would last once and for all, which means then we can connect every minute of every day and every second and not have to wait once again. So what we do is symbolically bring people to the front. It's an opportunity to humble ourselves before the Lord. And every time we humble ourselves, God Mm -hmm. lifts us up. And that altar, it's not a physical altar. It's a symbolic altar where we come and reconnect with Jesus. So what, the way I handled it, I knew people would be fearful to, you know, not social distance or that sort of thing. So I just said, look, for those of you who are fearful, if you have pre-existing conditions or if you're a senior saint, I understand that. Wear a mask mm-hmm. and come to the front and use social distance to the left, your left. Mm-hmm. And to my right, for those of you who are not suffering those pre-existing conditions and you're younger and you don't have any problem, you come over to the right and then I will wear a mask and pray for those on the left and not wear a mask necessarily for the ones on the right. I want to be respectful, especially to the elderly who really need to be concerned about COVID and wear a mask right. and those with pre-existing conditions. But what I was trying to do without condemning anyone is to say, look, if you are young and you don't have any of those pre-existing conditions, it's time to shake this thing off and trust God right. and not yeah. just be walking in fear all the time. And if you have a good reason, by all means, but still, if you are, should wear a mask, you still shouldn't walk in fear. Um, right. You still should trust God and do the practical. So I, I, I tried to you know, be gentle with that, but at the same time, that fear is just killing people. So you spoke to that very well, Josh. In fact, what I'd like you to do is be led of the Holy Spirit and pray over this audience. I think that there are people yeah. watching this and who will watch this down the track who have been stuck at home more than they probably should, and they need to get out. They need to get out in the sunshine. They need to get out and hug somebody, as you say, and be hugged. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they, they're watching. They're like, you know what? This this depression, I used to not ever have stuff. this sort of anxiety. Well, it's time to break that. And Josh, just be led of the Spirit and minister yeah. to us, would you? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Lord, we, God, we are just praying right now for just a massive breakthrough, God, in this nation. But most importantly, God, I'm I'm praying for breakthrough in the hearts of the people. Yes. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just, uh, that you would just 
give them the, the 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 peace that surpasses all understanding god if the enemy is trying to attack them with fear god i pray that they would know that you are the prince of peace god and that we have the power to destroy any strongholds of fear any chains of fear that is consuming our life god you have given us the power to say no god when we when, when we resist the enemy we are reminding him of his destruction. We are reminding him that he is going to be destroyed in the future because we win in the end. Fear has no power and we have to know that. And God, we are praying, God, that you would continue to just to speak to our hearts, God. We are praying, God, that you would continue to just speak to our hearts, God. I pray right now, Father, that you would just give people peace. God, I know there are so many people that are hurting. There are so many people that are just in desperate need of fellowship. Mm. They're in desperate need of community. They're just in desperate need of a hug and just a handshake. And God, I pray if there's any heart right now that is watching this right now, those that are going to watch this later on or this week or next month, whenever, God, I pray, God, that you would just help them be able to just tear down the strongholds Amen. We we have to get we have to get beyond this. We we cannot allow the enemy to continue to keep us in in this in this stronghold of fear. And God, we we know that people are in di- in different seasons. God, we know that people are, are dealing with different issues and different uh, different uh, chaos moments in their life. God, and we're just praying, Lord, for just that still small whisper that Elijah found. You know, God, you sent fire. You sent an earthquake. You sent the wind. God, but you wasn't in the extraordinary God. You were in that gentle whisper. And God, fear at times can be so loud. It can just, it can just shake us to our core, God. But let us be able to just hear that gentle whisper of your voice, the voice of our heavenly father, the voice, the, 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 the voice that can just, that causes the darkness and the demons to tremble. It doesn't have to be a loud voice from the from our Heavenly Father. It can just be a whisper, and the darkness has to flee. And God, so I just declare victory. I declare victory over any person that is dealing with fear. And God, I pray that you would just minister to their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I, I pray for Pastor Josh and Cornerstone and his team. And Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, not, not just this Sunday, but but the Sundays that follow, Lord, would you just pour your spirit out as Beth and I often pray over Cornerstone, Lord, and other churches. But Lord, bless him, and I pray you'll protect him. God, protect his family, protect his staff, his congregation. And Lord, pour your spirit out. Let Cornerstone be one of these big, big cities on a hill shining the light brightly in Augusta County as we continue to link arms with other churches but lord cornerstone is one of those key ones so watch over pastor josh and bless him father and lord it's in the mighty name of jesus and lord we pray for a great service this sunday and we pray for great Mm -hmm. services in all of our churches here lord god and those who are watching this anywhere in the country of the world lord give us a great sense of anticipation of what you are going to do not what we can do but what you can do And it's in the mighty name of Jesus we ask these things. Amen. Listen, this is on my heart as we were praying. Um, For those of you who 
haven't gone to church in a while because you're f- fearful or let's just be real. You've used it as an excuse, COVID, but yet you'll go to Walmart. Um, you really need to be in, in church. And if your church has shut its doors, you know, 20% of our American churches have shut their doors never to reopen. Some still haven't even had in-person uh, services. If you are looking for a church, uh, there are churches in our county, especially those of you that live locally, that I would recommend. And there are churches I would tell you to stay away from. Uh, and if you email me, I'll tell you which ones to stay away from. But Cornerstone is one of those that needs to be on your list to get in there and and visit. And I've done this, uh, Josh, and sent people there, not because I'm speaking, because, I mean, right. I hope we have a packed house Sunday, don't get me wrong, but if if yeah. God ends up planting them in Cornerstone, they need to hear you. They need to know who hmm. you are. So come this Sunday, but also plan to come on Sunday when Josh is preaching and when Seth is, is ministering and bring your, your kids for the youth group and so forth. But Josh, give us the directions, and we'll put the um, web address to the church uh, at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, so the 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 church is at eleven fifty six Tinklin Spring Road. It's it's actually here in Fishersville, but it's a Stanton address. It's, I mean, you can see you can see the church from Dominion Outdoors. Um, and so, if you're coming off the interstate, if if uh, you're hitting, I guess sixty four West, you come off the interstate, take a left, go all the way down, and the church will be on your left. Um, if you're coming from 64 East, it, you turn right off the exit and you go down. The church will be on your left, and so it's 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 on a small hill. And it's uh, like a a white building with a green roof. So a lot of people know us from from the green roof. So we, you know, just like Brad said, we pray that you guys are able to be here and to join us because we know God's going to move mightily in um, in the service. So you have childcare, and um, if if folks yes. want to bring the kids along, is that right? Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, Josh, thank you. And for those of you, if would you be willing to share this, especially if you know somebody who's struggling with, with fear, and if you know any mm-hmm. pastors that need to get involved with other pastors, we talked about city elders on this, uh, if you would share this video, and if you have any uh, concerns or any prayer requests, just go to bradhuddleston.com. We're putting it up on the screen now. bradhuddleston.com. Hit that contact button right up at the top, and if there's anything that we can do for you, We will absolutely do that. You're welcome to send in your prayer request. Josh, thank you again, brother. I'm looking forward to this weekend and looking forward to the future as the Lord leads to having you back, okay? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, we love you, and we will talk to you on the next podcast. Bless you. 